welcome back to Settlement Nation podcast. I am your host, Courtney Barber, and I'm joined by my great co-host, Chris Boer, in our brand new segment, War Chess Wednesday. This is a new special edition series where we cover something brilliant that all smart attorneys must consider adding to their practice. Well, in this case, actually, they're war chest. Because as we all know, when you take on big companies in the courtroom, you really are suiting up for battle. And you have to open your battle box to look for the right tools to help you win. So we hope to provide you with more weapons that will streamline your business and take your mind off the day-to-day operations so you can actually just be focused on fighting for justice, which is what this is all about. So today we are covering one of the most valuable untapped strategies only available to plaintiff attorneys, fee deferrals through a structured settlement. And before we begin, I just want to tell you this is a super secret. Every major player in your industry is doing this. So you might be wondering why during COVID some of your peers didn't break a sweat when all the courts were closed. You know, you could see that their office overhead, they were still advertising and their staff was still getting paid. And a lot of times they're in tropical vacations, sipping on a Mai Tai while you're freaking the hell out, not knowing how you would survive in 2020. Uh, It's because some of the smart decisions that they made in 2019 or even in the years before that by setting up a structured settlement from their contingency fees meant that they had guaranteed payments coming in during that time or in whichever interval they wanted. And this is even while they're not working. So if you think about that, these people don't have to to break a sweat because they know that they're still getting paid every single month, which is amazing. So now we're going to get into the nitty gritty with Chris. And before we get into some of these great war stories that we want to share, I want you to give everyone a quick overview on what an attorney fee deferral actually is. Absolutely, Courtney. And uh, to piggyback off what you said, I, I think a lot of attorneys that we talk to and run into, they, they focus so much on their cases, which is, is great. And then when the, when the case is resolved, they're always on to the next case. And they should really take a minute and, and think about what they can do with the fee that they just earned. And that's what we're going to talk about today with the fee structures. So it's a, it's a great tool. It's integrated into the settlement. And the, uh, what, what happens is the fee, instead of it going to your law firm, it goes to a, uh, an assignment company affiliated with a life insurer and a annuity is purchased. And those annuity payments can be set up to pay uh, either you or your law firm directly in a very flexible structure of payments. So if you want lump sums 20, 30 years down the road for retirement, you can do that. If you want to set up monthly payments for the next five years, you can do that. There's a lot of creativity and flexibility with how you set up these payments. And I just want to go back to what Chris just said, which was such a huge point and something I really want to labor on is we speak to so many people and it's very true that you're one to the next. What's the next case? And I know you guys are very busy, but taking the time to really think about how you want your money to work for you is half the battle of not having to stress about taking on cases. And as we say, we've said it before, taking on the shitty cases that you don't want to do. Um, So if you actually take this time and think about maybe using an attorney fee deferral so that you're planning ahead, you know what's coming in, you can actually think about where you want your practice and your business to go. It's super powerful. So on that, Chris, let's get down to let's just give me three major reasons why 
the best trial lawyers that we know do this? Yeah. So I, I would say the top three reasons are tax deferral purposes, retirement planning, and like business operations. And let, let's start with the first one, tax deferral. So there's attorneys that fall into different categories. You may be an attorney that has kind of a consistent income each year. Let's say it's a couple hundred thousand. And all of a sudden you get that career case where you're going to earn a fee of call it maybe $2 million. Do you want to take that fee of $2 million in one year and be exposed to the highest tax brackets? Or do you want to structure that so that you can have that income come in over various tax years and be taxed at potentially much lower tax rates if if your income reverts back to kind of its normal flow that that you had prior to your career case. So those are instances where it's extremely beneficial. Another kind of situation is a very successful attorney year in, year out. They'll get a call from their accountant, say in August, September, and they'll say, look, you've made too much money this year. You can't take any more. You need to structure it. And they'll essentially kick the can down the road and they'll do monthly payments for call it five to six years. And they'll do that for pretty much every fee that they get on every settlement, the balance of that year. And then they'll start over the next year and they'll probably get the same call at the same time the year after. And they'll just keep doing that over and over. So there's there's just a lot of ways to do it for for tax purposes. And it really depends on what what your income looks like each and every year. The second thing was the retirement planning. So this is a really unique way of, of, of preparing for life after practicing law. Um, not every profession is, is granted this really beneficial tax vehicle and you should, you should take advantage of it. So one example of that is a law firm in South Florida that I had worked with years ago and what they would do is every quarter, they would structure, call it $25,000, $50,000 out of their fees, um, which is a, it's a good point to remind you. You don't have to do all of your fee. If you earn a $500,000 fee, you can structure $100,000 and you can pocket the additional $400,000 now. You're, you're, not, you're not inclined uh, or required to do all of it. So what they would do is they'd take $25,000, $50,000 every quarter out of one of their cases. And by the end of the year, they've structured 100,000, 200,000. If they do that every year, they're set up nicely for retirement. And what they would do is on the on the annuities for each of those uh, quarters, they would start payments at age 60 or 65 and they'd kind of ladder them so that over time, they just had a robust, thorough, well-diversified plan of, of payments. And they had no intention to practice, call it after age 60. So what happens is those payments come in when you're not receiving any more income from your practice and you're exposing those payments to potentially a lot less tax burden than if you had taken them when the underlying case actually settled. And the third situation that is becoming more and more prevalent, um, Courtney and I are going to a lot more in-person events uh, over the last few months, and we're bumping into attorneys that wish they had done this years ago, as Courtney mentioned at the start, because when COVID hit, all of a sudden their 
their pipeline kind of stalled and they didn't have the income coming in from these settlements that they anticipated. And they were having a difficult time. And, and what you don't want to do is settle cases on the cheap because you have to run your business. And, and, and many attorneys would never do that, but unfortunately, some do. You don't want to be in that position. So we don't know when the next event will happen down the road where basically the world shuts down. But to say it's never going to happen again, I think is naive because we've all lived through uh, 2020 and we, we know how that impacted professional and personal lives. So setting that up to, to have it flow to your law firm and make sure that your payroll, your rent, uh, your other recurring expenses are all covered is something to be mindful of in your upcoming settlements. And uh, even if a event like COVID doesn't happen again, those payments are going to be there and you can use them uh, even if your law firm's flourishing. You can use it for whatever purpose you want, marketing, et cetera. So you have a lot of flexibility with it. It it has a lot of uh, potential for tax savings. It has a lot of potential to be there when maybe cash flows aren't necessarily coming in, whether that's retirement or business related. And that's so true. And Chris has been in this industry for a long time and has seen, you know, this is something newer for me coming into this industry. And when I found out about that p- attorneys can actually structure their fees, I'm like, well, everyone should be doing this. I can't believe that this vehicle and this tool is available only in this profession. You know, you can't be a dentist and do this and defer your taxes year down the line. You have to pay everything in the year that it comes. So it's such a, it's like a super secret tool, yet it should be out there. And, and we're trying to blast it from the rooftops that it is available to people. And you don't have to be a megastar attorney to use it either. You know, we have a lot of people that we work with that do the $100,000 settlements and they're like, well, is it too small to structure? You know, what is structuring 100,000 too small? It's like, absolutely not. If you can push that down to a time, maybe in the future, maybe in two years time, you, you want to take a sabbatical and, and go for a trip to Australia and you don't want to be working as much. Um, you can actually say, I want some of that money kicking in that year. So you know that your operations, your expenses for everything from law firm operations to personal expenses are covered. And you can actually take some time off and enjoy yourself because we hope everyone here is not working well into their eighties. And if we can help you set up some of these payment streams well into the future, um, you know, you can have a great retirement as well and still be a kick-ass trial lawyer, which is what we hope all of you will be. So on that note, we want to talk a little bit about timing because this is not something that you can think of last minute and try and implement. So Chris, can you explain a little bit about the timing requirements that have to happen um, in the settlement process to do a structure? Sure. So I, I kind of put it into three different buckets, kind of pre-settlement, settlement, and post-settlement, and kind of what you need to do at each stage. So for pre-settlement, to me, it's all about planning. It's one, deciding this is something I need to do, meeting with your preferred settlement consultant to kind of get an idea of of how best to do it, and then to make sure that you have uh, set it up on the front end with your cases to enable you to do this. So it's always advisable to include in your fee agreement uh, language that permits you to receive periodic payments instead of your fee at settlement. So the, the second bucket, like I said, is, is the actual settlement. You want to implement what you did, what you planned out with your preferred settlement consultant and implement it into the, into the settlement agreement. So if you settle directly with the defendant or their insurer, you want to make sure that the um, settlement agreement includes language that reflects the periodic payments, reflects that it's at the convenience of, of your client, 
And those are all things that your settlement consultant will take care of. And if you use a qualified settlement fund, you can do the same thing. You just have the, the release with the qualified settlement fund include the same exact language. And you want to set up the payments to go to the right people. So there's flexibility in terms of who can receive the payment. You can receive it individually. You can receive it jointly with your spouse. And you can also have the payments go uh, directly to, to the law firm. So there's advantages to all those and recommend that you speak with uh, your settlement consultant with your specific circumstances known to get that the best answer for that question. And then post-settlement, you want to really build on these. You don't want to do these one time and, and, and never forget it. You want to have it part of a plan. So you want to you have maybe the second time you do it, complement what you did on the first. You want to have future fee structures that you do beyond the first few maybe fill in voids that uh, were left by the other ones. You want, you want to make sure that everything works together to meet your objectives that you set out, plan to do this to begin with. And then uh, you're going to have to pay taxes on these. That, that comes as no surprise. So each year that you receive payments, you're going to receive a 1099 from the insurance company, and that'll be reported to the IRS. So you want to make sure you work with your accountant to uh, properly report and pay all of your taxes. That's perfect. And Chris, for all the cool attorneys listening, and we already know you're cool if you're listening to Settlement Nation podcast, you're in the 1% of smart attorneys already. How can people either reach out to us to find out more information or how can they find a settlement consultant uh, to work with? Sure. So if you don't have a settlement consultant, I'd recommend you reach out to either Courtney or myself. My email is cbua at independent.life and Courtney's email is cbarber at independent.life. So we can definitely put you in touch with uh, a great settlement consultant that will work with you on all of these issues. Also work with your clients should they want to do a structured settlement. And then there's a lot of great resources online. So Courtney, why don't you tell them about the resource hub that you put together? Absolutely. So on our website, and I'll include the link um, below this episode in our show notes, we actually have a free attorney resource hub that has about 15 different documents that you can download to help you. So it has an attorney fee checklist where you can actually go through the steps that Chris mentioned before and make sure you're ticking all the boxes and you're not missing any important milestones during the way to make sure you can set up a fee structure and also a structure for your client. We have uh, webinars on all the intricacies of attorney fee structures. We really go into the nitty gritty. That's great. That's a 20 minute video you can watch on demand. We have um, audio episodes. We have different documents you can read. It's just such a great hub that we're building on still every day, adding new things to it. All for attorneys. It is free. I will add the link for you. And as Chris said, you know, we're not professional podcasters, but you might think we are. We actually do fee structures for a living. So this is our specialty. This is our expertise. Please reach out to Chris or myself if you do have any questions. Um, We're so happy to help you. We answer all our emails. You can reach us out to us via text. We'll include that as well. But we are here to help you, whether it's you're settling a case, you're in trial, you don't know what to do. Please reach out. Don't be a stranger. And until the next episode of Settlement Nation, have a great week. Have a great week, guys.